Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. Stand up for your country. Well, once again, I feel like an oracle. And, you know, it's not that complicated. But when I do predict something and it comes true, I want you to know about it. So you'll know why you're investing your time to watch and listen to this program. So Last week, I told you that September, October into November, autumn, not going to be kind to President Biden. And today, one hammer dropped. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. The House of Representatives leader, Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, has endorsed an impeachment inquiry. Now, what does that mean? Okay. An impeachment inquiry is a simply an investigation into charges of, quote, high crimes and misdemeanors, that's in the Constitution, that might lead to a full-blown impeachment. Oh, it's an investigation, okay? So the Republicans in the House believe that Joe Biden did something impeachable with his son and brother. 
in the financial area. Okay, you all know this. There are three committees investigating because the Justice Department will not. Very important. So the FBI is not involved as far as we know. Uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland wants no part of it. So it's a partisan investigation. But if the Republicans didn't do it, nobody would. So the three committees are House Oversight, House Judiciary, House Ways and Means. There will be a full House vote, McCarthy has suggested, on whether this inquiry should take place. You may remember Nancy Pelosi did not have a vote. She just said, we're going to have an impeachment of Donald Trump. And it happened twice because back then the Democrats control the House. Now the Republicans have 10 more seats than the Democrats. So they control the House. But Pelosi didn't put up to a vote. She just said, we're doing it. McCarthy a little shrewder than that. He's going to have the House vote on whether this inquiry should move forward. And I can't imagine one Republican in the House of Representatives not voting for that. No Democrats will. I don't believe one Democrat will, because the Democratic Party does not care what Joe Biden did as vice president or even as president. They don't care. They want to retain power. Okay. so here's what Kevin McCarthy said today. Go. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie to the American people about his own knowledge of his family's foreign business dealings. Eyewitnesses have testified that the president joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions. Dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his sons and his sons' business partners. We know that bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shale companies. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. Now, the key there is full power, because in an impeachment inquiry, the House then has subpoena power and a lot of other things it does not have now. So in our history, there have been four presidents subjected to this. Andrew Johnson, the guy after Abraham Lincoln, he escaped being convicted by one vote. Richard Nixon, he resigned. Bill Clinton beat impeachment, and Donald Trump beat it twice. That's it. So no mention of Joe Biden's border situation where he has ignored immigration law. And I uh, have mixed feelings about that. I, you know, I don't know what the House committees have on Biden actually getting gratuities from his family. The grift is apparent. All right. He did it. He enabled his family to make between 20 and 30 million dollars from foreign countries. Make to get. Get is a better word. They didn't do anything for the money. But whether Biden himself got gratuities, got direct financial assistance somehow, that has not been proven. Okay, so, and that's a smoking gun. I hate to use a cliche, but there it is. And to speculate about it, you know, it's a waste of your time and my time. 
So in face of this, Joe Biden now is on the defensive, obviously. Okay, so the media will downplay it if you watch cable news. And I don't know why you ever would. Uh, Two of the cable networks will diminish. This is foolish. This is this. This is that. And one will say he's guilty, guilty, guilty. Actually, if you count Newsmax, it'll be two. So it's kind of divided equally, but not really. Anyway, and then the print press, New York Times, Washington Post, LA Times, USA Today, all of that. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Protect, protect Biden, protect Biden, protect Biden. So I don't know why you want to drive yourself crazy watching either or. We'll tell you the truth here. Now, the pros for the Republicans are two, okay? It will get more facts on the table about then-Vice President Biden's behavior. It will, because they'll be able to subpoena bank records. They'll be able to bring people in uh, to testify under oath. And this will go on for a while. And because it'll go on for a while, it then takes some of the heat off the Trump prosecutions. Now, you'll see tonight on television, even on the network news, they'll veer away from this Biden stuff into Trump almost immediately. Trump, 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 Trump. We've been seeing that for what now? Two and a half years. That's what they'll do it again. But it does take the Biden stuff, some of the heat off Trump. Okay, that's the pros. The cons are it might make Joe Biden appear to be a victim. Just as Donald Trump's poll numbers have gone up, when the Justice Department and the two locals, New York and and, uh, Atlanta, have gone after him, this might do the same for Biden. Because independent Americans are going, okay, what do you got? And if you don't have it, that he took a gratuity, then they might feel sorry for, and Biden's numbers might go up. It's very possible. So those are the pros and the cons. Um, Summing this up, it has to be done. It has to be done for the betterment of the republic. You can't have all of this money. You know, $30 million is a lot of money. You just can't have it pouring into the family of a vice president and not know everything about it. You just cannot. The Democratic Party should be ashamed of itself because they don't care. If you have that level of influence peddling and you don't care, you don't love your country. You love yourself and your party and your ideology, but you do not love your country. If this were a Republican, I'd want to know every single grift, everything about it. Because I'm a historian, and there have been some corrupt presidents. But this is big. When you look back at history, this is big. That kind of money, $30 million? That's what I think the number is going to come to be in the end. You count up the cars, the this, the that, the perks. And Biden knew. He knew. He had to know. And that's a memo. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. 
Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. All right. Um, he got back. The president did at 1235 Eastern time this morning, Tuesday morning. So he didn't have anything today. He's taking a nap. I take a nap, too. It's a long trip back from Vietnam, even though he stopped in Alaska. And of course, when he stopped in Alaska, he made remarks about 9-11, which were dubious. Roll the tape. Each of those precious lives stolen too soon when evil attacked. Ground Zero in New York, and I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. It looked so devastating because the way you could, from where you could stand. Okay, I remember being there the next day looking at the building, but he wasn't there the next day. He wasn't in New York City on September 12th. Okay, so... Um, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Literally does not know what he's saying. Words come out of his mouth, but he doesn't know. So we traced it, and uh, the earliest we can find that then-Senator Joe Biden came to New York City was on the 20th of September, nine days after the attack. We can't find any record. C-SPAN did an investigation New York One did an investigation. So Biden, again, isn't telling the truth. All right. But he doesn't know he's not telling the truth. He didn't go out there and tell his aides, hey, I'm going to lie in the speech about 9-11. He didn't do that. He doesn't know what he's saying. I said on a radio program this morning, how can any American vote for a person who does not know what they are saying? I mean, it's just insane. And I mean that word literally. All right. Uh, in California, there is a revolt against the state. OK, so six school districts led by Chino Valley, which is a suburb of Los Angeles, 
have now passed resolutions that say if a child in a California school district, there are six of them, tries to change his or her gender by using different locker rooms, different bathrooms, different names, whatever it may be, parents have to be alerted. Very simple. So six districts in California passed it. The attorney general there, Rob Bonta, crazy left progressive, has sued the Chino Valley District, and a judge, Thomas Garza, has temporarily suspended the order to tell the parents. Now, all of this, uh, when it gets into the federal courts, is going to, the parents have a right to know what their children are doing in public schools. That's what it comes down to. And so all of this is going to be thrown out. But the progressives hate this. Why do they hate this so much? Why do they want to erode parental authority? I spoke about it on News Nation last night. Go. So now we have the secular progressives almost solely driving this. Independent and conservative Americans, they don't want any part of this. And if you understand the societies in uh, the Soviet Union, in Red China, Cuba, they want the uh, state to have the ultimate authority over children, not the parents. Stalin and Mao encouraged students to inform on their parents, to uh, tell the government their parents were dissenters or whatever. So that's what's happening in America. You got the progressive left that doesn't trust uh, particularly traditional parents to raise their kids. And they're using this LGBT um, trend in school to try to give more power to the school and less to the parents. That's exactly what's happening. By the way, I'll be on News Nation tonight with Cuomo talking about the uh, impeachment inquiry about uh, Joe Biden. So we looked around for a guest to uh, try to put this gender stuff into some kind of perspective. And we don't want ideologues. Okay, we don't we don't do that here. It's just boring. And one of the problems with cable news is when you turn on a certain show, you know what the guests are going to already say and the host is already going to say it. We don't want that. So we selected a, a young woman of distinction uh, named Riley Gaines. You have heard the name. She was on the University of Kentucky swim team, nominated. Um, she was actually um, the diving scholar athlete of the year in 2022. And she objects to competing against um, people born male. And uh, she joins us now. She's the director of the Riley Gaines Center at the Leadership Institute. So do you disagree with my analysis of why this gender thing has suddenly exploded in this country? No, you're entirely correct. Um, as you mentioned, look at China, look at Russia, look at Germany, Cuba, Venezuela, Brazil, North Korea. It's the exact same tactics. Have a conversation with people who, who have fleed those countries and see what they say. See what they say about where we're at, about the, the changing of the language that we use. Uh, as you said, and I, I think that's been pretty apparent, we have a Biden appointee, Rachel Levine, who now refers to women as egg producers because apparently woman is way too controversial. So if you look at all the the different pieces, let's lay them out. The changing of the language, 
the denying of objective truth, biological reality, the silencing, which I know firsthand um, because I, I was silenced. Really, we were emotionally blackmailed. I, I think the best word to describe the silencing that we as female athletes faced in regards to keeping us quiet about not wanting to participate against men, the best way to describe it is criminal. Okay, um, so let me, let me, I want to, I want to re- refresh people's memories about your story. How long ago was it when you first I, competed against someone who was born a male in the pool? How long ago? It was in March of 2022. So about okay. a year and a half ago. So that's recent. All right. So when you saw that happen, you brought it, your objection to the attention of whom? Um, I made it pretty public. Uh, All season, I talked amongst my teammates and my coaches and my parents and and my competitors. And we all agreed. Uh, We were all on the same page, yet we were kind of whispering about it. We were kind of walking on eggshells talking about it. And so after really directly facing the injustice at that national championships, um, competing against Leah Thomas, who, let me just say, a six foot four, fully intact man, who we were also forced to undress in front of, who competed three years on the men's team at University of Pennsylvania, ranking 462nd at best, to then, of course, to no one's surprise, winning a national title when competing against the women. Um, After we tied, Thomas and I, we had tied, at this meet and we go behind the awards podium and the official looks at both Thomas and myself and says, great job, but you guys tied and we only have one trophy. So we're going to give this trophy to Leah. And of course there was a lot of feelings, but when I asked the question that no one dared ask all season of why, you know, I, I know we tied, I know we don't necessarily account for ties, but why are you giving this trophy to Thomas? The official looked at me and said, well, we've been advised when pictures are being taken Leah has to have the trophy. Okay, but who and was so that's behind what all, trusted me? Who do you think, Miss Gaines, was behind all of this? There had to be, look, it never happened when I was competing in college athletics. It just never happened until a short time ago in history, maybe two or three years ago. Who is behind all this? I don't know if it's as much as a who as it is a what. What I think is behind all this, I I think, of course, because it's not limited to just one who, of course, the NCAA was the culprit here, um, but it's it's so much bigger than that. It's corporate America, it's media, it's churches, it's academia, it's extended far beyond the who. But I think the what, why this is happening, is they're following the money. Um, these, These large governing bodies and, again, corporations, they don't follow red or blue, they follow green. Um, The ESG scores, federal funding, all of these different things, people are terrified of losing that. So they'll throw their moral compass entirely out of the window. And I know these people know this is wrong because they've admitted it. Even the president of the NCAA himself publicly, he released a statement saying, and I remember it word for word because I find it comical. He said, I unequivocally stand in my decision to allow Leah Thomas to swim with the women because it's based in evolving science. But privately... Mark Emmert, who has now stepped down, has the audacity to tell me to keep going and keep fighting, keep pushing. These men, and I say men because most of these people in these positions are men, but it's not limited to just men. They're cowards. 
they're spineless and they have no backbone. And ultimately it's become, it's gotten to the point where we as women have become collateral damage in the process. All right. I think you're right about that. I think there's another uh, tailwind on it that the politically correct atmosphere on most college campuses, and you were competing at the college level, is far left. And so any kind of politically correct, virtue-seeking, got to give the trans people everything or whatever, that's going to take deep root. Final question. And you're a young woman, and and once again, I want to promote Riley Gaines Center at the Leadership Institute. You can get it at Riley Gaines Center, one word, uh, .org. Now it's filtered down to the children. Now seven or eight-year-old kids who may be unhappy or getting bullied or whatever, go, well, I don't want to be a girl, I want to be a boy. I mean, which is insane, but kids will do that when they hear and see all of this kind of crazy stuff. Do you see this as a real danger? I certainly do think it's a real danger, Um, not even necessarily because of what what it is, but because we're denying truth. And as, as you mentioned in your intro, um, which you said off camera might bore me. I, I think it's incredibly interesting. Um, that's a pretty chilling thought. When we start to deny objective truth, it's pretty Orwellian, actually. It's as if they're trying to make us say two plus two is five. And we know two plus two is not five. But so many people are adhering. And keep in mind, this is the most basic of truths, man and woman, boy and girl, mother and father, male versus female. It's the most basic of truth. It's the essence of humanity. It's how we're all here. And they're asking us to deny that. They themselves are denying it. The people no, leading they this are. country. You haven't seen anything yet. Wait till this AI stuff comes in. Oh, whoa. Well, we wish you the best, Ms. Gaines. Thank you very much for speaking out and being courageous and putting your point uh, in front of the nation. And we appreciate you uh, helping us out tonight. So uh, let's get back to the world. Um, U.S. News and World Report ranked the best and worst countries we told you about earlier. And by the way, if you are a BillOReilly.com premium or concierge member, you get transcripts of everything we do and you can see everything we do at any time you want. Okay, so and the transcripts are free. So this is an unbelievable deal for you. So anyway, People from 36 countries were polled by U.S. News and World Report, and they were asked, who's the most dangerous country in the world, the danger to the world? 72% say Russia is the biggest threat, 66% China, 50% the USA. Now, the 50% that think the USA is a danger to the world got to be the socialist crews, got to be that. It's not the migrants, millions of people trying to sneak in here. They're not saying that, right? Okay. Um, so when people go, oh, look, 50% think America is the biggest danger, it's one mentality. And that mentality is all over the world. Is Russia a bigger threat to the world than China? No. China is the biggest threat because it is far more powerful than Russia. Russia can't even defeat Ukraine. Okay? So there you go. Uh, talking about uh, Putin, uh, Kim Jong-un, the uh, North Korean dictator, a total uh, crazy guy. <laughs> okay. He left uh, North Korea for the first time in three years because he's afraid of COVID. 
and he's meeting with Putin in Vladivostok. I think that's where they are. <laughs> he, um, Kim left uh, Yongyang in an armored train. <laughs> and uh, they're going to commiserate about nukes or something. I, I don't know what they're doing, but it just shows you Putin. Oh, my God. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now, the truth. Smart life. All right, here is, I think, the most important story of the day for you personally. Okay, obviously the Biden impeachment inquiry is the most important story of the day, but for you, smart life. So there is a football player named Aaron Rodgers. The New York Jets hired him for about $40 million a year, two-year contract. And he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. In four snaps last night here in New York, Rodgers is injured and out for the season. Ruptured his Achilles heel. Now, this is a disaster of epic proportions for the New York Jets, the National Football League, and all of that. And it was so stunning that people, I, watched, I was watching again, I just couldn't believe it. Now, it's not about sports, not about sports. I'm sitting there going, all the hype and all the money and all the stuff and four plays he's done, not only for the season, but maybe for his career. The man is 38 years old. Okay. So I'm when I, and then, you know, the sports guys, blah, blah, blah. That's not important. What is important is that no matter how wealthy you are, no matter how powerful or skilled you are, disaster could hit you at any time. Any time. Bang. Right out of nowhere. Alan Rodgers did not ever think that he was going to be on the ground and his season ruined, okay, after four plays. So how do you prepare for that? Most people don't. They don't want to think about it. Okay, because it is pretty harrowing. You prepare for it by being mentally strong. So there's nothing Rogers can do about his Achilles. Whether he tries to come back or not, I don't know. But it would be a long, hard road for him. But psychologically, you've got to accept disaster. Because there's nothing you can do about it. So tomorrow, if you're not feeling well, you go to the doctor. And the doctor says you have pancreatic cancer. You're going to have to accept it. And it could happen. All right. Just like a car accident could wipe you off the face of the earth. So once you train yourself, no matter how big or 
even small the disaster is, disasters are disasters. Your house burns down, whatever it may be. Then you take a deep breath, all right? And then you figure out how to get up. If you don't, and most, I would say most people don't, a disaster can wipe them out. So they turn to drugs or alcohol, they lash out at people who aren't responsible, they become psychological basket cases because of the disasters, okay? But if you train yourself, I said that to my son today. He's a young man, he's got a tremendous future, I said. And he's a big New York Jets fan. I said, this is the lesson. So we are not guaranteed safety or security or success in this life. The only person I know who has not been the victim of a disaster is my mother. And maybe having me was the disaster. But my mother didn't have to go through it. Now, she was a saint and so kind and everybody loved her. Maybe that saved her. But certainly my father, disaster befell him. And, and everybody, pretty much everybody I know have had some kind of disasters in their lives. Some of them rise up and some of them don't. So you want to prepare yourself. And hiding in your house and, and you know, trying to regulate the world is never going to work. You gotta live your lives. It's another lesson I said, I said, look, this stuff happens. And if it ever happens to you and we pray it doesn't happen, all right, then you just regroup and rise up. That's the only thing you can do. So that's the smart live commentary on this. I feel bad for uh, Woody Johnson is a good guy. He was the ambassador to the court of St. James, Great Britain under Trump. He owns the Jets. And this guy has tried everything to make this team successful. He invested all of this money and all of this, built the whole team around him, and then boom, he's gone. And you go, oh, geez. But Woody will pop back, all right? And um, I hope this never happens to you. I really do. But if it does, remember this commentary. Pull back, regroup, rise up. This day in history, September 12, 1987. Reports surface that presidential candidate Joe Biden plagiarized a speech by British labor leader Neil Kennock 36 years ago. There's Kennock. So Biden's on a campaign trail and uh, he wants to run against Bush the elder. Okay. And he plagiarizes Kennock's speech. And then people start looking back. So in 1965, first year at Syracuse University, Biden submitted a paper and plagiarized five pages of it from a uh, article in the Fordham Law Review. And then in 1987, okay, in a speech in California, he stole words from Robert Kennedy. And then in 1987, again, he stole words from JFK. Now in the 1987 uh, plagiarism thing, so it was three plagiarisms in 87 while I was on a campaign trail. The Democratic Party panicked and they told Biden, you're out, can't run. 
and you can't even come to the Democratic convention. Can't come. And um, do you remember who was nominated? Michael Dukakis, Massachusetts governor. Okay, Bush the elder wiped him out, 426 electoral votes to 111. So Joe Biden in the news 36 years ago today. Good mail segment and a, a final thought. I almost got run over by a car. What do you hear this? Back in a moment. Okay, here is the mail. Dan, Don Goodwin, Sarasota, Florida. Any thoughts on Chuck Todd and his career? I don't watch NBC, but I'm interested in your opinion because of the great Tim Russert. You know, I usually don't answer questions like this, Don, but I will tonight. So Tim Russert was a legendary journalist, good guy, and drove Meet the Press to its highest uh, esteem ever. I knew Russert very well, was on the program. We had a good relationship. Russert was a liberal, but he wasn't crazy left. So then Chuck Todd took over from Russert. Now, Russert was a liberal, but did not impose his liberalism on his audience. Todd is a liberal, but did. Okay, by leaving stuff out, by skewing his presentation. So um, I'm glad Todd is gone. I like people who do their job the way it should be done. Okay, Linda, illegal migrants all over this country is by design. All right, you're, you're correct. Wouldn't be happening if Donald Trump were in the Oval Office. Wouldn't. The Remain in Mexico policy would still be in place. So the Democrats win. First day on the job, Joe Biden strips all of that Trump stuff out and opens the border. And here we are. So you're absolutely right. Uh, Jan Cubis, concierge member. We uh, hope you'll check that out. It will enhance your life. It's an insurance policy for disasters. When that happens to you. Tell me about it. I'll try to give you some guidance. Leftists like Chuck Schumer are not interested in solving problems for Americans. They're interested in power, buying votes, and dismantling America's customs, traditions, exceptionalism, freedoms, and individual liberties. I wouldn't put Schumer in that category. He's not Ocasio-Cortez or uh, Bernie Sanders. All right? But you're right in your first paragraph. It's all about Chuck, not about the USA, not about Brooklyn, where Chuck's from, not Chuck, Chuck getting more power, Chuck playing the Democratic machine game. Elena, I have a comment on the 9-11 charities because as a member uh, who lived most of my life on Long Island, it hits close to home. You make me feel proud, Bill, that you stepped forward and helped retrieve the monies due to the families of 9-11. I totally understand how difficult it is to get over how George Clooney attacked you verbally, and I also would have a difficult time letting it go. However, you won and can be proud of your accomplishments with regard to the survivors of 9-11. Elena, I really appreciate that note. That's a very, very nice note. And I think it is a character flaw that I don't let it go with Clooney. But every time I see the man, I just... You know what Irish Alzheimer's is, right? The guy forgets everything but the grudges. <laughs> it's, it's an old joke. But 
Apropos to me, uh, Georgia, Christensen, Anaconda, Montana, why can't the Supreme Court step in to close the border? It does not have any power on policy. The Supreme Court only rules whether laws are constitutional or not. It is not proactive. It does not take any role in formulating policy. Eliza Owens, Forest City, North Carolina. You have been my favorite commentator for years. I'm 72 years old. Your honesty and fairness in reporting, your proven record of looking out for the folks, and your current dismay are among the surest indicators of the sad demise of our cherished nation. Yeah, but it's cycles. Everybody asks me this. It's cycles, okay? Abraham Lincoln was the best president ever. The guy after him, Andrew Johnson, boop, bang. Okay, up, down. I still have confidence that we will remain the country with the most opportunity in the world. Um, I'm going to not give you the name and town of this person because I don't want to embarrass them. The question is, should a 10-year-old be reading Killing the Witches? So Killing the Witches is out in two weeks, two weeks from today. Um, no, the answer is no. Maybe 13 if the urchin is uh, perspicacious, which means uh, beyond his years and wisdom or her years. But Killing the Witches, um, scary book. Ten-year-olds, no. Now, we had to really describe what happened in Salem. And what happened there is almost beyond belief. But it happened in America. And then the ramifications of that up to the present day is the rest of the book. So we get into the history of the witches. We open in Scotland, an unbelievable scene. Put you on the Mayflower. Puritans come over here. Some of them emigrate to Salem, and then the 20 human beings are executed. I mean, when you read this, every page you're going to go, holy you know what. But it's all true. Unbelievable Halloween book. I mean, you want spooky stuff. And the last part of the book is about the movie The Exorcist. And what went on on that set. I mean, I'm reading this thing going, whoa. And it's all documented. We document every single thing. So 10-year-olds, no. 13 would be the minimum. And they'd have to be a bright person. You know, I think 15 and up probably. Uh... And then some people shouldn't read it at all. If you're a real sensitive person, it's, it's an explicit book. Okay, uh, which is out again uh, September 26th, BillOReilly.com. If you become a premium or a concierge member, get the book free. Um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all of that, you know the drill. And we have a great Fall Madness bundle, Killing the Legends, Killing the Killers, which we talked about yesterday about 9-11 and how we got those people. Uh, any mug of your choice. The Mugs are great. Made in America, $42.95. Great deal. And then we have, uh, I'll be at live, doing a live show on October 27th, kicking off Halloween weekend, Huntington Theater, uh, sorry, Paramount Theater in Huntington, New York. BillOReilly.com, Ticketmaster, right to the theater. It is going to be a very funny but meaningful program. So it's a good time to be on Long Island. Leaves are changing. Go up to see Teddy Roosevelt's house on Sagamore Hill. It's right nearby. 
You'll have a good time. Do not be virulent. Word of the day, V-I-R-U-L-E-N-T. No. Okay, final thought. I almost got killed the other day. Back in a moment. All right, here is the final thought of the day. So I'm walking down a sidewalk in my town on Long Island, right? And a woman backs out, big SUV, and this close. Talk about sudden disasters. And I jump back. I still have my hockey goalie reflexes. I couldn't believe it. Okay? Number one, she's illegally parked. Number two, I'm on the sidewalk. And so I go, hey, what are you doing? And she got the big screen, you know? You don't even have to turn your head anymore to look back. You look at the screen. The screen's got you covered. Do you bother doing that? And I said, just, what are you doing? You, you, know, you, me. you know what she says? So, God's honest truth. You should have seen my taillights go on. What? So this is a narcissist. Right away, I knew it. So the definition of a narcissist is a person who is extremely self-centered with an exaggerated sense of self-importance. Okay. Um, but here's a better definition of a narcissist. Someone who never admits a mistake under any circumstances. It's all somebody else's fault. So immediately I knew that this woman, mid to late 30s, urchin in the back seat. So I, I tempered it. I should have seen the taillights. I'm walking on the sidewalk. You're illegally parked. No. No, I'm the, I'm the problem. If I had been hit by her and had two broken legs in the hospital, it would have been my fault, not hers. No. How many people you know like that? Come on, be honest. How many people do you know who will never admit a mistake? Run. I hope you're not married to one. Thank you for watching and listening on the radio to the No Spin News. We'll see you again tomorrow.